This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Well, two-thirds of your favorite double tappers. I there. I am Marka Flalo in, well, not in for, for Stephen Scott, but I guess taking the hosting duties over for Stephen Scott. Joined by Sean you see? Oh, you brought it with you. I Thank know. you, Markaf. La, 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 If Stephen was here alone, you would not have got such a warm welcome. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for being here. We've got a really fun show lined up for you, mostly because there's this document in the shared folder that we all have that tells tells me every week what we're supposed to talk about. And what I've learned mm. from Stephen and you, Sean, is that ignore the document. Yeah. Is that just talk about everything that's on your mind and eventually look at the document when there's about five minutes left in the show. And uh, we should have some semblance of a show for you guys. So that's what we're doing this week. I think it's bad habits that you're picking up from Stephen. I'm not sure that's, you know, that's a lesson you should take to heart, but that's that's exactly what happens. But that's what I was taught. I mean, I I have to go by what I was taught. And if I'm going to be here and take over the hosting duties, at least for this week until I'm kicked off again, um, then I need to follow the follow suit, follow the learnings of you my elder. You go with it. That, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Yoda Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Okay. Um, in true double tap form, um, I'm waiting for a package that will arrive, which we're going to talk all about because it is my DJI FPV drone. <sighs> Um, which we're going to get to. So we'll talk exciting. about that in a moment. <laughs> I know. And uh, and you're waiting for a package, and this has never happened before in my life. So here's the story, Sean, because I know that you're not totally into what's going on here, because Stephen and I were talking yesterday, uh, my time in the afternoon, and we're like, you know what? Uh, we're going to launch a new feature on, on our TV show, on Double Tap TV, you know, Tuesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, um, with Sean. And I haven't necessarily yeah. told you all about the no, feature, th- but uh, this is it. This you, you is actually me know about it. No. Okay. Okay. So well, this is the end. Well, we're not. We're not going to get into the details of what that feature is. But in order for even us to, to me, uh, apparently, it's a secret. Okay. To to elevate the game a bit, we want to upgrade some of your equipment, and we've already got some great lighting in there. You've got great audio going on in your in your loge um, or your shed. Thank you. Um, but but the camera is something that we need to work on mm-hmm. because you've been using phones and and we need something a little bit more control. So I've ordered you a Sony ZV One. It's a great <gasps> camera. I actually have one in front of me. Okay. It's a great compact kind of point-and-shoot camera, but it shoots beautiful 4K footage. It's got all the bells and whistles that you could think of. The only difference between this and, you know, a DSLR is that this it's smaller in size, and it doesn't have a fixed lens. It doesn't have a removable lens, so it has a, a built-in zoom lens. But it's a great wide-angle lens so that it'll capture everything that's going on in your shed. Oof. And uh so I ordered that. I ordered that on Amazon, and, and this is what's great about this pandemic is that I can go on to Amazon.co.uk and ma- make an order, have it delivered to your house, and pay for it. So it's out of our, you know, the show budget and stuff like that. And I get an email this morning from Amazon saying, "Arriving today, a one-time password is required for your Amazon delivery." So right off the bat, I'm like, "Oh, this is spam." What? I'm like, "What is this? This is spam, right?" Yeah. Then I realized, no, no, this is coming from shipment tracking at Amazon.co.uk. I hover over the links to make sure it's legit, and it's 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 totally legit. It says your package with Sony Vlog Camera ZV1 will be delivered today. 
To help ensure the safety of our customers and delivery partners, we will now leave packages at your doorstep where appropriate and move back before you collect your package. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's normal. That's okay. Your one-time password is blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay. For security, you must present, be present when the driver arrives and the delivery address to provide this one-time password and receive your package. Do not communicate this password to the driver over the phone or intercom. If you're not the recipient of this package, please forward the recipient this password. So basically, it's like you know a good old gangster movie. It's ridiculous, it's like a drop. where you're coming into the yeah you're coming into the illegal illegal card game, the illegal casino in in New York in the 1920s. You knock on the door, and big old Vince slides that panel. Clunk! What's the password? And you give the password. The crow flies at midnight, and they open the door, or they cut your legs off. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. It's 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 great. It's it was weird. I thought that that can't be right. I've never had that. And then I thought, well, you know, because you and Stephen, you buy the uh, operate differently. No, well, <laughs> yes, but you buy the bigger toys. You see, the last thing I bought from Amazon was a pedal bin for the shed here. Um, so I thought, well, maybe that's something that happens when you you know start buying the luxury no, items. No, you know what? Even you know here when I and I and I have like items that are fairly expensive that show up. Um, cameras and stuff like that. Like the drone that I'm getting today is 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 over a thousand dollars. There's no one time password. All they say is um, a signature will be required, which means they just need to confirm that someone's physically there to receive it. So they'll ring the doorbell and they'll wait, as opposed to ringing the doorbell and leaving it there. That is so strange, though, isn't it weird? I mean, I guess it's a cool concept. It's very very archaic, um, but I guess it's a way to make sure that. They, you know, I guess it's liability, right? At the end of the day, it's insurance, it's liability. It's got something to do with that. It I'm must sure. be. Yeah, I, I mean, I've had something similar. That the most I've had is where I buy something that's for over 18s. Steady now. Um, it's got to be. I got to give a driver's license or a passport when uh, when it's delivered, and that's always what a pain. What like, like alcohol? No, well, I, I, terrible habit, everyone. But I vape. So any if I buy a vaporizer or or some coils or whatever, then it's for over eighteens, obviously. So anytime I do understood. Uh, oh, there's a package. De- I just heard motion detect at the front door. Oh. This is where you have to get the password ready. Oh dear. I hear noises in the back. Can I run away said, like Mr. Scott does? Yeah, I dare you. Go run away. I'm gonna just talk to myself because what I'm gonna do while you run away One and second. check to see if you have this camera, go ahead, go do it. I can talk to myself. I can monologue for about a good three minutes, I think I can do it. Um I'm gonna tell everybody what your password is. The one time password for Sean Priest's package is eight one two one one seven. So if you can race over to Manchester, uh UK and intercept that package. You can get that package with this password, 812-117. But all joking aside, by the time you listen to this, hopefully that package will arrive and he will have that Sony ZV-1 camera, which is a really cool camera, guys. Honestly, it's a, it's a really great point-and-shoot that really does fit in your pocket, smaller than a smaller than your average cell phone. And the whole purpose is they call it a vlog camera because I know that when I received mine, it had this really cool handle that connected by Bluetooth, but also physically connected to the phone. So it's like a, it's like a grip on the bottom that has a play, a record, and a zoom-in and a zoom-out button. And the goal of this is to be able to hold it at an arm's length so you can actually film yourself. Was it the package? No, it wasn't. False alarm. Uh, it, it was, was my partner, alarm. and there's nothing like looking all disappointed and saying, oh, it's you when uh, you opened uh, the door. That went down well. Well, while you were gone, I gave everybody your password. So, oh, cool. um, And I've challenged them all to race over to your home. I didn't give them your address, so that's the fun part. Uh, like to ra- race over to your home in Manchester and actually intercept that package. 
But of course, we know full well that you know no one's going to get to it by the time that uh, they hear this show. So uh, <sighs> no, we're safe. Oh, it's cool. <sighs> you can't be again a delivery, though, isn't it? I mean, it saved our lives during the recent pandemic. Oh my this, God! Of course, it's so quick. I don't know how they do it during the recent pandemic. Were you alive during another pandemic that I'm I was. Of? Well, I, I am an old man. Yes, I am the elder of the group. Sorry. <laughs> I actually saw a picture the other day of um, some isolation rooms when the uh, during during the um, I guess one of the, the the polio pandemic or whatever other pandemic we you know lived in our lifetime yeah. yeah and they had these like metal chambers that looked like they were submarines that were just lined across the room and they had people in um, I guess <sighs> isolation chambers you know thankfully we've uh, we've upgraded ourselves in our lives now to to actual rooms. In an and we're still com- we're still complaining about wearing a mask. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um, so really cool stuff. To, you know, coming up on the show today. I, I know that you. I don't see it in the document here, but we oh, wanted no. to talk about that DJI. Oh, it is here. The DJI FPV drone takes you into the I put the it skies. right at the end. Why at the end? Well, you know, I know you're excited. I think it's Mark, super. But... I think it's super topical for people with vision impairment. Okay, I'm, present it to me. Changed my mind. Yeah, that was completely joke. There was, there was there's no. If there's a product in this world that is categorically not for somebody with low vision or blindness, it's probably this one or a car that doesn't drive itself. No, I mean, um, I know drones are all smart now and all GPS, and you press a button to return home and all that. But yeah, that that's not going to work for us. Um, you know, I can imagine someone like even though with with low vision, a little bit of vision, um, actually enjoying this experience now. The, the the experience I talk about is wearing the VR-style goggles that give you a panoramic view of the sky when you're flying. Um, not necessarily in FPV mode, because that is a very manual mode to fly. But the cool thing about this DJI drone is that you can fly it like any other DJI drone with all the assistive technology on board and where it hovers in place. So I can imagine someone with low vision actually enjoying that experience, being able to feel like you're flying a little bit if you can kind of see what's going on. And the way Steven explains playing the video games on the Quest 2, I can imagine he might actually enjoy this a little bit, which is pretty cool. Why is this so special, this one? Because I've seen... uh, goggles being worn for racing drones before. So why is this? Well, so-, so this is this is their first attempt at a racing drone. So FPV drones are racing drones. They're drones that are meant to go through circuits and go in and out of you know circles and flaming flags and all this fun stuff on on a, on a course. And the interesting thing about FPV drones, which stands for first person point of view, um, is that it used to be more of a hobbyist thing. You'd have to build these things yourself. When you'd crash them, you'd be spending hours reassembling them, getting parts, and yeah, because they're really light they're really light they're old-fashioned like old-fashioned remote controls or radio control cars yeah those used to be hobbyists people used to build them they used to you know program their exactly so it was that kind of specialized not even specialized but it was that kind of that kind of hobbyist the realm of the nerd let's be honest you say hobbyist we mean geek okay fine (laughs) so but but dji dji the the only to the you know when it came to their drones the only thing they've ever done is they've created these goggles that let you see the first person point of view but you you really had to have someone kind of next to you flying the drone with you or or making sure that everything was okay because you'd be flying just as a regular drone and it's hard to see obstacles and stuff like that now this first person point of view you you feel like you're actually flying like fast this goes 0 to 104 seconds kilometers per hour why um it can do flips. It can do high-speed maneuvers. This is not something that you can fly it like a regular 
assisted drone, meaning it'll fly and take off and just hover and go left, right, up, down, you know, various speeds, which is great. And you've got that assistive mode. But the second you put it in that first person point of view, it actually, the faster it goes, the further forward it tilts. Yep. So if you imagine something flat with four propellers, the front two propellers kind of tilt down because it's just pulling the air that quick. That quick. Yep. So the camera is actually mounted on the top of this so that when you do fly fast, it's not obstructed. It's not blocked by anything, um, and it's got Listen to all how of DJI's great technology. You are. you are. You can't wait, can you? Are you really into drones? This is what it is. The, listen, it's not really about the drone experience as much as it's. I think it's human nature to want to be able to do things like superheroes. You want to be able to fly. No, you know, when you're a kid, no. you imagine jumping off a couch, and you you don't you don't really you've never imagined flying. No, I get that, but this is nothing like flying. Surely you're wearing a. Have you seen these goggles? It's like they've got four massive table legs coming off them as antennas. They've got little stubby antennas that are huge. the size of a thumb. <laughs> They're not huge. They're lightweight. It's a beautiful 4K image. You can go absolutely nuts in a closed circuit course or an open space and feel like you're really out there flying. Okay. No, I, look, I, as a tech thing, it sounds really cool and uh, drones are interesting, but I'm really struggling to find the VI angle here. And there was talk about, you know, drones being used as mobility aids and being able to look in front of you and personal drones to, that would almost, you know, f- follow them. You could follow them like we follow people's footsteps sometimes. You could follow the beeping drone. But um, yeah, DJI, though, they're, they're, uh, they're nailing it, aren't they? Should I be buying stock? Um, I don't know, because my, my hesitation with that question is that they're a Chinese company, and there is a lot of chatter about all these sanctions and things against Chinese companies. Uh, so, you know, all it takes is one politician to say, oh, the drones are going to track us, and, uh, and, and someone will put an end to it. importation <laughs> of these drones. So, But here's the interesting thing. Normally, DJI announces something, and it's not available for, like, three weeks. You order it, and then you wait, like, a month, and you get it. This, I went on Amazon, same day, and it delivers next day. By drone. Funnily enough, that would be Not amazing. That would be funny. Can you imagine? <laughs> it flew itself like it had a little, it was a box, but the propeller stuck out. Oh, that would so be so cool. Inspector Gadget style <laughs> delivery. <laughs> well, have you finished now? Oh. You, can you, um, you know, have your, has your excitement gone down a little bit there? It's 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 y- you okay? Right, cool. Right, so hopefully that will turn up during. Because I really want to hear you unbox it. I don't think you'll wait. I think you'll just end the show as soon as it turns up. Yeah, this may be a shorter show, guys. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> it may be. Oh, listen, we're at fourteen minutes and fifty seconds now. This could be a sixteen-minute show. Oh, um, or I mean, unless unless Sean, you want to do a monologue for forty-five minutes, I'm, I'm more than happy to accommodate <sighs> that. No, no, I'm fine. Thank you. You're the substitute teacher in this episode. It's it's your gig. Well, is that, well, I, I just want to. I want to say. Have we got time? Yeah, yeah of uh, course. I just want to say something. Talking about stocks and shares. Um, I are you into cryptocurrency, Mark? Um, am I into cryptocurrency? I know you. You are. No, well, you know what? Um, I got I got scammed out of a couple couple hundred bucks. Um, quite well, but no. I knew it was going to happen. It's an interesting story. Um, I, I knew it was going to happen. There was somebody. But you did it anyway. There was somebody I followed on uh, on Instagram, who claimed to be a good cryptocurrency trader, and I saw some other people connected to this person. So I reached out and I said, "Tell me, tell me about what you do." And and uh, we spoke back and forth. And I asked as many questions as I possibly could to legitimize this person. Um, yeah. 
I spoke to them on the phone. Um, I spoke to them in person. They were very accommodating. And their deal was you give them X amount of money and they will turn it into 10 times that in, in a short period of time. Which, of course, Ooh, is it's super, red flag. super red flag, right? Yep. So I said, you know what? I'm curious to try this out because, you know what? There's so many times in my life where I don't act on something and I kick myself for it. Yep. Cryptocurrency is a perfect example. I remember, you know, eight, nine years ago, Hold someone down. offered to give me a couple of Bitcoin for something. And I said, give me a break. Yeah. When am I going to use And imagine that? I had that. You know, <laughs> imagine I had that for, you know, I bet I, I had five Bitcoin. You know, you would retire. That's what fifty thousand dollar US <laughs> per Bitcoin right now. Yeah, like I it's mean, crazy. that would, it would be ridiculous. So again, don't don't you know, guys, don't look back and regret because you could never have you know known that you could have never known that Amazon was going to blow up or Google or or, or Apple. Apple. Stock, you couldn't have yeah, done that. Exactly. You know, you you know, unfortunately, other people were smarter than me, or or at least had more um more opt you know more up to risk than me but at that point you know what what did you do so i said you know what let me give this person five hundred dollars wow so so i gave this person so i had to find a way to buy five hundred dollars worth of bitcoin Mm -hmm. then i had to transfer the bitcoin to this holding account and then i was able to log in and access and see the growth and i'll tell you in a in a one week period it grew from $500 worth of Bitcoin to $18,000 worth of Bitcoin Ooh. on paper. No regrets. On paper, right? Yeah. However, when I hit the six, uh, seven-day threshold, okay, um, I got this automated email saying that you've outperformed absolutely everything. It's great. Unfortunately, the holding account is only authorized to hold up to 15,000 Bitcoin. In Bitcoin. So in order to unlock the next tier, we need you to send us another $500. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you want to talk about red flag, right? <laughs> so so uh, flags go off. And I said, okay, you know what? You know, and because I was fully expecting this to disappear and not expecting to get my hopes up, okay, I knew full well that there's a really high chance that this was going to go away. Yeah. Um, I said, you know what? I understand. Unfortunately, you didn't really tell me about this up front. One of those things you omitted in our conversations. So here's the deal. I'm happy to to give you guys $500. Just take it from the Bitcoin that you just earned me. Oh, that they're like, oh, it doesn't. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't work that way? It's 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 cash <laughs> it's, value, right? It's real money, isn't it? Yeah, it's real money, right? And so, well, so take it. Oh, we can't do that. So that ended up in a uh, a fairly heated standoff where I basically said, I knew this was coming, and you're a fraud, and I managed to trace the person who said they were in somewhere in the States to Germany. <gasps> um, yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was was interesting, okay. interesting experience. Um, and of course, you know, Mark nothing I can do about it. will track you down. <laughs> it wasn't very difficult. It was not very difficult. Well, but it was, um, it was a scam. You know what? I, I, I fully went in. It was like, I might as well have been going to a casino. It was an interesting week it was a gamble, of ups and downs. Yeah. You yeah. got a buzz off it. Yeah. Well, but I did learn. About, I learned about. I learned a bit. You know, I learned that in order to buy cryptocurrency, you need to ha- use authorized apps if you want to turn real like cash like into crypto. Um, there's exchanges yeah. and there's like apps like Coinberry and BRD. You have to have a wallet and you have to print up all these Ugh, codes. To, forget it. There's a lot of. It's a lot of complication. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Well, apart from but this being your bank on this, your therapy session there. Apparently, <laughs> the only reason I was asking, and now you've totally scared me off, is that I was looking into. I, I want to get into maybe trading a little bit of cryptocurrency, and I was going to reach out because I'm looking for an accessible 
one, an accessible app. Because you, you're right, you've got to look for a sort of something with a bit of a reputation, a, a, a trusted exchange. So you've got so many out there. So you've got that. But on top of that, for me, it's finding one that works. So I was just, it was just a question. I was reaching out to people, our amazing listeners. Let me know, is there an accessible cryptocurrency app out there? There's, there's got to be one. I mean, I the apps that I've used, because I've used a couple different ones, so there was originally it was Coinberry, and Coinberry is is um, verified in Canada. Yeah, but it was limited in terms of the different exchanges you can do. So you can only buy like Bitcoin and some yeah, other weird right, currencies. Yeah. And I'm not buying Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> no, so there's that, and then there was another app that I I tried. I tried out a whole bunch of them because I wanted to kind of understand how the back and forth went. Um, the other one I tried out, and I'm pulling them up now, was um, Binance or Binance B I N A N C E. Yeah, that's the first one I tried. It was top of the list. Uh, unfortunately, not accessible at all. The first thing to register was slide to solve this puzzle. And oh, really? Yeah, no good capture thing. So, yeah. So there was that one. And then the last one was BRD, which is a wallet. But I mean, these wallets also let you let you buy, um, let you actually buy crypto, which is interesting. And the big one, I mean, I guess, uh, what were you what were you going to look for? What, what currency were you looking at? Do you know what? I was just, I'm... I'm it's almost like the, the the penny stocks. I was going to see what was. I was looking at the bat, you know, the browser attention tokens and things like that. But sort of, yeah, I'm not looking to invest and uh, get my pension out of it. I just wanted to have a little play around, basically. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I um, I had a couple of weeks ago. I had when I look at this, um, like about a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, and now it's worth two hundred and fifty dollars worth of Bitcoin. <gasps> Wow! So but it's like, can you imagine how much of since one Bitcoin is fifty thousand eight hundred seventy five dollars? <laughs> if I have two hundred fifty dollars worth, that's like point zero zero zero. It's like it's it's ridiculously stupid. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, Elon Musk is pushing this Dogecoin or Dogecoin or yes, I don't even that's, know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I, dog tags I call them. But yeah, someone else uh, pointed that out. But isn't that slightly weird? I mean, he's been in trouble before for sort of financial advice, let's put it that way. And uh, everyone's hanging on his on his one-word tweets at the moment. Yeah, I think he's trying to push it to see what he can do, like see what his influence can actually, you know, accomplish. But it hasn't really, you know, done much, to be perfectly honest. Like if you look at the, the value of that coin, it's really not changed. No. Oh, well, okay. I'll leave it alone. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone does know, I've, I have tried those ones you mentioned. Well, uh, the Bittance one and uh, Coinbase is the one I'm trying currently. Um, yeah, I've heard of that one too. Yeah, so um, yeah, but I'm, I'm really interested. And uh, why should we be locked out of it? You know, they should be accessible. No, you shouldn't be. It should be totally Thank accessible, you. which is uh, what I say. Uh, guys, you're listening to Double Tap Canada. Uh, if you want to get involved, the uh, phone number is one eight four four. 971-1999 that's 1999 or uh, email feedback at ami.ca we're going to get to some feedback we should do that because we always yes. tend to get late on that so uh, why not uh, talk about some emails after a break and there's some more news that we wanted to talk about too which is pretty cool so uh, he is Sean Priest I'm Mark Flalo, uh technically sitting in for Stephen Scott but uh, where is Stephen this week I'm not he's getting into week it off. he's just on holiday let's leave yeah, it there just relaxing just leave it there. You, you got in so trouble tense. last time, didn't you? you no, did. he's fine. I spoke to him this morning. He's all good. <laughs> We're going to be recording some shows this week and stuff. He's just taking a, a week off of this fun stuff. Uh, stick around, guys. We're going to come back for more uh, Double Tap. This is- If I play the right element. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. 
This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Double Tap Canada. I am Mark Aflalu, kind of sitting in for Stephen Scott, even though I'm here normally, uh, with Sean Price. I'm here. I feel like I don't have the energy of Stephen. I don't know what it is. He brings this, oh, he's so upbeat, this Scottish he? energy. It's amazing. I don't know how he does it's it. It's all the biscuits, I think. It's that sugar rush he's constantly on. He has on. a coffee machine. He always has a coffee machine right behind him. <laughs> like, I have to, I want, if I want coffee, i got to go upstairs. i got to find the pod, yeah. stick it in an espresso. Put them, he just has it right there. Everything is in reach of the uh, the chair. That's the secret. But there's no fridge, so it's like not like he puts cream or milk or anything into <sighs> it. It's just straight espresso. Terrible. He's a barbarian. Um, talk to me about talk to me about Clubhouse because it's on the list here of things to talk about. Ooh, okay, yeah, let's get it. let's get into it. Let's get into the proper stuff, and that is the uh, explosion of audio based oh, social media. So every, wait, 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 I have, I know, oh, I, hang on. Oh, but Stephen Scott's he's, he's FaceTiming me right now, and I don't think he realizes that we're recording. So <laughs> and he looks, and, and you know what? Okay. I have to describe his face because. He just—he's like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that. Oh, he totally is he forgot. Listening and in? He's listening. He hears me. He doesn't hear you, which is the fun part. Uh, Stephen, is there something we can do for you? Um, um, no. Did you forget that we're recording the show and that you're taking time off? Are you not? Is it, is it not live on Thursdays at eight PM Eastern? Oh. No, we're uh, we're recording the show now because you're on vacation. Oh right. Oh well, I, I'm away back to do that now. Yeah, you should probably do that. Is there anything we can help you with? Because, you know, uh, you're here, so you could finish the show yeah. if you'd like with us. Uh, no, thanks. Must go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Anyhow, you were talking about... I don't know why I was... He is so bored. He's been ringing Clubhouse. me all week. <laughs> I know. Me too. Me too. It's so funny. Okay. So <laughs> he's put me off. He has no kids. It's amazing. This is what... It, guys at home, those of you who have children, you understand your friends who don't have children. Like, they're in a totally different world. It's like they do things on their own time. They watch TV. They have hobbies. <sighs> it's amazing. Anyway. Okay. So Clubhouse. We, we mentioned Clubhouse last week, and uh, it's been all over the media. But uh, an interesting thing was um, the announcement from Twitter that Twitter are getting into this, right? Everyone wants a piece of... Oh, was that a sigh? What's the matter? No, it's just like I, I find it so annoying that companies are that reactive these days. Like, come yeah, on. Like, is it, I, is it, it's not surprising. It, it's not surprising, but at the same time, like, focus on what you do and do it better. Don't worry about what other people are doing. <laughs> no, seriously. Like Apple. Yeah. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Um, focus on what you do. And if if you have to react that quickly to try and come up with something that's competitive, number one, it's not going to work because the person who was first to market is already gaining steam and you're not going to be successful after the fact. Give me oh, one example no. of somebody who has been. Apple, they constantly do it. They they wait and see how a technology develops, and then they come in, and they do it usually, not always, but usually do it right, and it's always better. They're never but the they first take, on, but very rare. But they take their time. They, uh, they take their time. They don't rush to saying. market to yeah. try and come up with something really, really fast to compete with it no, that will right. never compete. They wait. They look. They evaluate. They say, how can we do this better if we can? And if we can't, we don't. And if we can, we do. And they do, and they succeed. You look at companies like Twitter, and this brings me back to my radio days, where we would switch formats or launch a competition that was very similar to the other radio stations' competition because they did something, and we see it's gaining steam. 
let them do their thing. And then we'll do our own thing, even if it's very similar, in our own time and get the proper attention for it. So Twitter and everybody else who's coming out with apps that are trying to be similar to Clubhouse, which is basically live radio, by the way. It's been around for a very long time. Oof, um, someone's aggressive today. It's just it's very frustrating. It's very fr- <laughs> anyway. Explain to, explain to the audience so what Clubhouse is for those people who don't know what Clubhouse is. Wow, what Clubhouse? Everyone knows what Clubhouse is, but it is basically an audio only experience so you can listen anyone who's familiar with a webinar either through zoom or any other platform will know the experience you can go in and listen to someone talking and presenting her talking to you know celebrities even in this in a sense of clubhouse or everyday people just getting together and presenting something and you can join in uh you can listen as part of the audience and you know you can raise your hand and they will bring you up and then you can talk as well um yeah it's very much a, a social thing it's um it's really taken off and as i said audio only then that's the key and of course you know as vi people audio only we've always known it's a great way to um have a conversation with someone it's so much better than text or uh, even video with a certain bandwidth audio is great and clubhouse is getting better um but twitter <laughs> despite what Mark says is going to be terrible. But Twitter have decided to jump into this with Twitter Spaces. Um, now, it's going to be virtually the same thing. It is being rolled out slowly. So not everyone is going to get this, but it is something they are uh, apparently determined to get out there and will hit everyone eventually. Um, again, you're going to double tap on the compose button if you're going to make a tweet, and it's going to have the option to open a space. Uh, you can... Much like a clubhouse, you can have your own groups and you can have, uh, in Twitter's case, up to 10 people in there, which is far less than in clubhouse. Uh, but you can invite 10 people to speak. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting way to go. Obviously, it's a reaction to clubhouse because there's millions and millions of people that have jumped on clubhouse. Uh, I think mainly because of the celebrity impact of it. Bill Gates and Elon Musk and all those sort of guys on there. Um, but I think Twitter uh, it, Twitter does have an enormous user base anyway, and especially yeah. among the VI community, I know it's, it's a, it's, it is really good for us. So, um, yeah, I'm excited by it. I, I, I don't like you naysaying, to be honest, Mark. It puts me off. You've upset uh, so me. I, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I just <laughs> wanted to voice my opinion, and sometimes, you know, people may not agree with my opinion, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, Here's here's the interesting thing, and, and I, I'm going to pose this question to you, and I've posed this to others before, which is, what do you think, like, what do you think is the defining difference with Clubhouse? Why is, why is this going to be successful? Because as I said, it's basically radio. You Absolutely. log into You log into Clubhouse, and you see different topics of conversation, and people are in that conversation. So I'm going to log in right now to Clubhouse, and I can see at the top it shows some <gasps> scheduled things. Steady. And I'm going to, I'm going to. Click on something here, LinkedIn office hours, and a couple people are in here. Admitting that you need to help, have the help and support. And LinkedIn, just gonna do it so- okay. So what's interesting about this is that now my point of view is I can see there are 12 people who are um, on the panel, people who can speak, people who are actually talking. Yep. And then you have a whole bunch of people underneath who are followed by those speakers um, who I guess are in this room listening. Yeah, the I'm guessing that is it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, you as an audience member can raise your hand and someone can say, okay, let's hear from this person. So is that what makes this different from anything else? The fact that you can interact with people so do you want, easily? 
I, I, I think the way they do it, uh, there's been a bit of controversy about uploading your contact list, but I think the way it, it links the people you know, and if you open your own little group there and start your own conversation, um, it will ping them. You know, so-and-so is talking about this in their room. You may want to join them. I think the way they've done that is really good because something like Zoom really took off because it was so easy. You just send someone a link, they click on it, bang, you're in the room and chatting. And I think Clubhouse has got a bit of that to it. Plus, look, webinars are great, right? But it's it's finding them. With Clubhouse, you've just got, you open the app and you're in what they call the hallway and you've got a list of webinars, if you like. That's that's how I'm going to describe them. Yes, you can have your own personal um, groups there and, and talk to each other. In a- I'd say the conversations are really more than webinars. Really? Yeah, but it's the whole Topical audience. conversations. <sighs> yeah, but the whole audience and raising your hand to speak, I think, to me, that's what sort of defines it. You've got a panel of speakers and you've got the audience. That, to me, is more of a presentation. But, what, but what you I'm can saying- become a panel. You can become a speaker. You know, you. But just by joining the room, you could say, hey, wait a second. I want to say something. You can raise your hand. And if someone who's organizing the room wants you to talk, they'll say, okay. And then you could suddenly become part of that panel. Yeah. So it's not just like that's a webinar. Why I say yeah, more, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, fine. Okay. Good point. But the the point is, you're you're browsing a list of webinars. Stop saying webinars. You're browsing a list of conversations that may interest you, and I think it's that sort of accessibility which is great. Um, oh, look, Facebook are jumping in on this. Facebook have said they're working on a clubhouse. Of course, they're. Everybody's well. going to try and anybody who has money to blow. Yeah. And and says, oh, the, someone's trying. Someone's stealing an audience. Someone's gaining an audience by doing this. Is going to go and say, well, let's try to do this. We have a development team in-house. We can do this in five minutes. So they're going to try and do it. They're not going to, you know, the likelihood of them grabbing audience from Clubhouse is probably not big. But I think one of the interesting things about Clubhouse is that it was, it continues to be invite only. Yes. Um, thankfully, as the community grows, those people can invite other people and invite other people, which is a neat concept. But I think that's what was so interesting about it from the start is they created this <laughs> This kind of like, oh, well, I need to get in. How do I get in? How do I get in? lining up for the new iPhone, I suppose. Yeah. And I don't know who who let me in, um, but, you know, I have five invites. (laughs) So if somebody wants... So if somebody Still. wants an invite, let me know. <laughs> it grows. Your number of invites grow. So if somebody wants an invite and you're listening to this, do reach out to me on Twitter or, you know, at Double Tap Canada or at Mark Aflalo, Mark with Oof. a C, and I'll, I'll, I'll send you an invite. I have no problem doing that. You can also, um, people who are on the waiting list who just sign up for the waiting list, if they're on your contact list, if their email address or their name kind of matches, then it'll show you that you can let them in. And you get credit for it. Not that I oh, care. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you know, at this stage, does the invite system actually matter? Because there's so many people on it. And there's so many invites fly, flying about. Is it just a case of... No, but I think I... it matters because, I, you know, I had, you know, Andy Frank from AMI. He's like, uh, can I get an invite? You know, so I'm like, yeah, oh. no problem. So there are I people see. that still don't have access. But here, <laughs> you know, this kind of goes back to our, our uh, people with parents, uh, with kids and no kids. I see the same people sometimes because I guess it's because it's also taken from my contacts, but the same people, whenever I go in here, the same people are always involved in conversation. So yes. Yeah. How do they have this much time on their hands? Well, that's another thing though, isn't it? Another social media platform. If you see it that way, it's another time sink, isn't it? And yeah, absolutely right. And, but look, when a new app comes out anyway, there's that buzz around it and everyone's like, ah, this is amazing. I'm here 24 seven. This is now my life. And then a week down the line is, uh, yeah, it's all right. 
you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But it, it, Clubhouse is continuing to get bigger and bigger by the seams of it. And there is an update coming um, later this week, actually, which should improve audio quality. Um, and going back to what we said last week as well, you asked about patching in your own equipment to Clubhouse. Yes. And I said, yeah, of course, you'll be able to do it. And then I tried it. And nope, nothing would work. Now, Nothing would work? It's not entirely true because you need to use one of the... Uh, 3.5 mil input method. So if you've got an iRig or, you know, you can use your um, um, lightning to 3.5 and then plug into that. But if you just plug a um, lightning to USB adapter and try and plug something like a mixer or an audio interface into it, no, it won't. It it, it will not allow that to happen. So I, I have no idea. As soon as someone starts speaking, it goes into the telephone mode where it cuts all like, all external ones, uh, external audio devices off, and you use the iPhone speaker and microphone. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, and, and actually, that put me off. I mean, you can use your AirPods with it, and uh, as I said, you, you said can, you can you can use the adapter though, so I can. If I want to jerry-rig some kind of setup where I can in and out from you that can. adapter. Yeah, but, I mean, you've got to split the microphone and the... Um, well, they make they make accessories for that, too. Belkin do, makes it, a good one for that. Absolutely right. They do where it will split it. But you need that special. You can't just plug any USB audio equipment into it. So, But that was slightly disappointing. But, look, they're bringing out uh, an update later on this week, and hopefully... That will be uh, something they'll they'll sort out. But look, what I want the point I'm making, no matter what you're feeling on jumping on the bandwagon wagon with the other companies, uh, from our point of view, you know, the more audio platforms out there, the better. I th- I think they're great. Steve Stephen is loving it because he can. Um, I'm looking for my 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 dongle to try and test out some theories. Here. Oh, um, Stephen loves it because he can go in and he can discover people in the community and and um, meet new people and get introduced to potential guests for our shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's really enjoying it. Yeah. And there is there's so much look, there's there's a there's a club if you like for every single topic and you can search through and try and find things that interest you as well as you know the people that you follow and people that are in your contacts already everyone's on clubhouse i want to try to find a um a lightning to USB-C and see if i can go directly from my iphone uh, into no. a um, audio adapter that i, I don't say no no well, funny enough, though, no, saying that, the iPad Pro with the USB-C port, you can plug an audio interface into, and apparently it does work. So there's... But does Clubhouse available? I guess it is available, but it's just going to be um, not uh, yeah. optimized for the iPad. I don't think so. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's uh... mm, I don't know. You see, you have to really, you have to have all the, the thing is, like, I have all these bags of cables. So I'm going to try every cable I could possibly think of and get this thing working. All right, just to prove a point. I say, no, this is great radio. You searching through bags for a cable. You, you keep it up. You know what? <laughs> this attitude of yours is absolutely uncalled for. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, listen, I want to do it because I want to get, I want to do a version of this show. I want to do an episode of this show um, on Clubhouse Live so people can interact and see, see if people kind of show up in the room. I hope so, I'm, Yes. Um, you've already scheduled. About. You've already scheduled I did, it, didn't I? Yeah, I said that last week, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I scheduled that, and we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to try that next week. I think. I'm actually plugging in. Uh, I just plugged in a a media cable, a lightning adapter to the phone, and that's now plugged into a Focusrite Scarlet. Bear with Scarlet, us. Scarlet. 
this accessory requires too much power. Well, I could power that too. Um, right. I think this is something I probably not do while we're live on the show. No, right? I think this is more of a how-to feature. Maybe we'll, we'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like a good feature. We should maybe launch that somewhere. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, Clubhouse. It is what it is. Um, I think it'll survive. I think it, Do you think it'll survive? Like, how could how it evolve? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I think it's got enough momentum and it's picked up enough users. Unless they do something terrible or there's some security scandal or privacy scandal, I think it will survive. It's it's, it's become, as I said, look, us in the VI community, we've been using things like Zello, Varel, Dabble. Uh, there was things before that even. Uh, you've got Discord, you've got TeamSpeak, you've got TeamTalk. You've got all these audio services out there. And I think Clubhouse, for whatever reason, has somehow turned on the, the, the masses, the mainstream to that and how cool it can be and uh yeah it's a case of you know what we've been here for years and uh yeah it is great why don't we take a break and why don't we um come back and actually spend a lot of time on emails actually get to some emails yes <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like looking at time i'm like okay we've got about 14 minutes left let's actually spend some good quality time with emails okay let's that sound good yes okay. It is Double Tap Canada. He is Sean Priest. I am Marco Flalo. We're both kind of sitting in for Stephen Scott. It's kind of confusing because he's just not here. So you know what? Bah! <laughs> Double Tap Canada will be back after this. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. Welcome back. Double Tap Canada, Mark Aflalo and Sean Priest sitting in for Stephen Scott. Um, If you want to get involved, she just said it, 844-971-1999 or feedback at ami.ca. Sean, um... I kind of lied because there are a couple news stories we wanted to talk about, but you know what? Let's let's get to an email first because we did promise that. Okay. And uh, that's a long one. I don't have to read that. Um, <laughs> that's not the no, edge. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> okay, here's one from Billy. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and Mark. It's been a few weeks since I first heard about the new strap device on Blind Abilities podcast, a device which is allegedly going to replace the white cane. I've listened to the video for the device along with the sales pitch, but I would still like to hear what everyone else thinks about it. It hasn't been discussed on either of your shows, Stephen. which I was surprised about (laughs) as you usually follow new developments. Have any of you watched or listened to the video or read up on the device? Uh, If so, what is your opinion of it? Best best wishes, Billy. I've not heard about it. Um, Sean, have you? Well, let's hope I have. And I have. Hello, Billy. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, look, firstly, let me say I've never heard a more apt name for a device than strap because you wear this on almost on your chest and it, it goes around your shoulders and, and hips to your uh, and <laughs> connects to your hips uh, through your waistband somehow. Um, yeah, okay, so this is very much we've been talking about the recent lidar accessibility software that's been coming in, you know, uh, in seeing AI and I think SuperSense have now got one called Super LiDAR. Um, And this sort of works around the same um, technology. So 3D cameras constantly in real time scanning your environment and then presenting various obstacles um, to 
to the the wearer through 3D sound. So you'll hear beeps, and if you listen to the video, uh, it does sound really strange. If you go to YouTube and look for a strap um, mobility device blind, something like that, you'll find it, and it gives you a good um, explanation. Look and look, Billy. I, I, yes, I did hear about this a while ago, and as you said, Blind Abilities did an interview with the developers there, and it does sound cool. It sounds very interesting, but I do have an issue with this, and this may not even be down to the developers coming up with this sort of strap line, if you like, that it may be a replacement for the the white cane because you cannot beat that tactile feeling. You know, it's like an extension of your hand or your foot, isn't it, basically? You're feeling your way. And we've seen it before in the We Walk Smart Cane, which uses the sonar technology. I was just going to ask about that. Yeah, well, exactly right. And look, the technology is n- never a replacement for the white cane yet. Maybe it will be. But um, I think it's a very interesting technology and I wish them luck with it and the development could be great. I'm slightly feeling that we're going down the same avenue with LiDAR technology, and maybe they're a little bit late to the game. But yeah, it's definitely something you uh, you should look at, and um, it's great to see it developed. When you talk about the tactile feedback of that white cane, you're, you're re- literally referring to like when it hits a curb or it hits an object, right? Oh, and you actually absolutely. feel it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you can feel it. Can that every... not be replicated with, with, you know, haptic feedback? But Why? Why? I mean, isn't it then just a case of technology for technology's sake? I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to charge up a cane. You can fold it up. It's easy to carry. It's fairly inoffen- uh, inexpensive and inoffensive, fairly inexpensive to replace if it gets run over by a car. Um, just just bolting on technology and as, as fans of technology as we all are and all the listeners are, um, it, there needs to be a reason for it. And as of yet, I haven't found anything that that really sees an upgrade to this the the stick. The stick is great. Yeah, I guess you also know the direction the stick is in just by 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 virtue of holding it, and it becomes something that's interesting. I mean, this the strap device also looks kind of strange because it literally it's like a harness over your body. Yeah, that looks. I, like, it's like a GoPro mount for people who are. <laughs> on, no, it really it really does look like that. So it seems almost unnatural to be wearing that kind of thing. It's like wearing a body cam. But I mean, you know, when the first time I used a white stick, I felt exactly the same way. This doesn't feel right. And now I feel naked without my cane. You know what I mean? So it's not so much that I, I don't mind that. And look, if, if I'm saying about LiDAR and using your phone and apps like Clue for finding directions and routes, then a lot of people wear a lanyard. You've still got to wear that around your neck. So as I said, I just think it's a case of maybe... Um, thanks to LiDAR and computer vision anyway, and the power that's in your smartphone, maybe this is just a little bit late to the game, but it needs to offer something over that, and then maybe it's got a chance. Do you think that if we see LiDAR in something like glasses, you know, whether it be Apple Glass, do you think that could be um, something that that complements the cane? Oh, yeah, maybe, definitely. Yeah. But that's but the thing. Not, but not replacing it, though, right? It just complements it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be really difficult to find anything that actually replaces the cane because it gives you that sense of confidence uh, of, you know, I'm actually feeling where I am around me. And I don't think you can replicate that with haptic feedback or vibrations. It's, I don't think it's just, it's not enough. Google announced a redesign to TalkBack this week, and I've seen it everywhere. This announced completely, I mean, complete redesign. Uh, what what goes into this? I mean, what, what are they announcing? 
What's the actual redesign here? I know what they say is this is a whole new version of TalkBack. So this was on the 23rd. They've released this uh, TalkBack version 9, uh, 9.1, I think it is, 9.1. Yeah, 9.1. Yeah. Um, so, funnily enough, Stephen was asking, when we talked about the Samsung S21, and it had this version of TalkBack on it, which had these new features, and why was this? You know, what's, what's happened here? Why are we not seeing this on standard Google devices? Well, the thing is that from now on, TalkBack is being developed by Google in... Um, it, Collaboration in with... with. It collaborate, yeah. thank you, collaboration with uh, Samsung. So Samsung are actually helping develop TalkBack now. So the features that we talked about way back when the S21 was released, um, we are seeing released in TalkBack to every other Android device now, which is cool. And those features are, for, for just to recap, uh, you have new gestures, and they're saying multi-finger gestures. And I, I didn't... I didn't really pick up on this last time, but I find that strange because you could always use um, like two fingers scroll up and down on the Android. So it always had that recognition of more than one touch. But anyway, they've added more features such as the magic tap, you know, to start and stop playback. Double tap with two fingers. Now, that's a voiceover iOS voiceover gesture that everyone's familiar with. It works great, and that's there now. Um, Lots of other three-finger swipes left and right. So they've added, it says, I think, dozens more gestures, um, which are cool. Also, they've added, and for those of you that have used Sharky from uh, Freedom Scientific, the voice assistant for screen readers, well, now you can do it with TalkBack. Swipe up and swipe to the right, and it will wait for a command. You can, the ones they give an example of are, you know, increase speech rate um, or change mode. So um, I'm not entirely sure how useful that's going to be, but it's there. So, um, yeah, they've added all those new features that we were saying, why have Samsung users got these? Well, now everyone who uses TalkBack has them. So, actually, it's looking, it's looking pretty exciting that they're, they're working with Samsung on this. Uh, it's the interesting way, the to see they, where this goes. The way they describe multi-touch gestures is um, they say the new gestures will make it easier to, for you to interact with apps and let you perform common actions like selecting and editing text. Now, um, on traditional devices, you can tap and hold and it kind of creates that highlight and you can extend the highlight across a paragraph and that's how you select text when you can see it so i'm wondering how that might you know maybe maybe that's an example of one of these multi-touch gestures selecting text using a screen reader screen reader on a touch screen is always a nightmare yes there have been various ways to do it and it's all about selecting word or character and swiping around and then copying so it's doable and yes they're doing that as well as well as they're giving you the ability to uh, customized gestures so you can create your own gesture and give it a, 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 an action to do um so yeah this is this is a good thing um email from gordon it's a long one here uh some time ago i got in touch to ask if anyone else was having trouble using voice control with voiceover as it had suddenly stopped working the way it had originally sean confirmed that he couldn't get it to work properly either i contacted apple who advised me that voice control had never worked with voiceover which i knew to be incorrect and i'd right. used it That's when it first came out however at Mosin at Large Podcast, I had recently heard an episode. He gave a superb demo of how to use voice control with voiceover. The reason I couldn't get it to work before was Apple have changed many of the commands. While basic things like saying go home, open podcast worked fine, the swipe right and double tap commands would either not work or behave very strangely. It seemed Apple changed some commands, so if using voiceover gesture, you need to say voiceover select next item or voiceover activate. 
This worked fine, as demonstrated in the Most in at Large podcast, which I thoroughly recommend listening to uh, for the details of how to use voice control. Shameless plug. Uh, the other. Good. Is it? The only other point is after spending a fruitless half hour shouting at my phone, I discovered that it only worked properly if selected the English US language US, option. Yes. Ah, even though I'm in the UK. Perhaps it was a Scottish accent, but the English UK simply refused to cooperate. It's so it does work, know. although very differently the way it worked before. All I could say to Apple is uh, gonna know. I don't know what he's saying here. Um, <laughs> Something about a reference to he says gonna know that that. Um, okay, we might get that reference. Cheers for <laughs> sounds, now, Gordon. Thank you, Gordon. That sounds like a Doctor Phil reference. I don't get it, but cool. Um, maybe it's a Scottish thing. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, Gordon. It's such a mouthful. Now you got to say voiceover select next item, voiceover select previous item. Uh, Whereas before, swipe left, swipe right and tap that worked so well. Now I have found a workaround for it. It's a little bit long winded, but I'll try and go through it quickly. If you say start recording commands and then say whatever command you want to use, such as voiceover select next item, and then say stop recording commands. Once you do that, it records a little macro of sorts. Now you'll get a dialog box that pops up and you type in the phrase that you want to use to trigger that macro. Now, sadly, there's still a bug in that whatever you type into that dialog box is basically ignored. So type in whatever you want, hit OK. Then you need to go to your customized commands in the voice control settings, uh, tap on that, then go to custom, tap on that, and you will see a list of blank buttons. Uh, you should only see one if this is the first time you've done it. Click on that blank button, Click on edit and then type in the phrase you want to use. Once you do that, whew, once you do that, then you can use that macro. So I've got one set up for next, uh, previous and hit it, which will voiceover activate whatever's in focus at the minute. It works really well. And look, this is great for using if the phone's in your pocket or you're in the bath, you can actually use your phone completely. It's great. And I know there's more serious uses for voice control than, than that, but it's just a nice thing to have. Um, we've got one minute left, so I just wanted to check in with Stephen and make sure he had nothing else to contribute. Okay. Stephen, uh, anything else you want to get in on the show because you feel so left out? Um, no, nothing except... Um... Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, guys, it's been a great episode of Double Tap Canada. Mark Aflalo sitting in for Stephen Scott. God, Priest, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Hopefully I'll try to simulcast this on Clubhouse somehow. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tweet that best. out. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Sean. Has your package arrived yet? Because mine hasn't yet. No, mine either. I'm going to go sit by the front door. Yeah, get that password ready before other people get it. <laughs> if a crowd comes up, it's not my fault, I promise. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for being here. Again, if you want to get involved, it's feedback at ami.ca. And, of course, that phone number becomes a voicemail line. So one 971 1999 if you want to get involved. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.